Hello there. I'm Rowan Williams. I'm Baz McAllister. And oh my God, Baz, what is happening right now? We are uh, freaking out. I am freaking out. We're going to do just a quick little emergency pod because how could we not after that Disney investor call? Um, I'm, I'm at work. Baz is about to go to work. So we're going to have to run through this fairly quickly. But um, look, we'll get into more detail about some of this stuff on, on our Mando recap tomorrow night, I would uh, imagine, or, you know, whenever we, whenever we do that. But let's just get some quick, like, initial thoughts out there i mean yeah first off baz oh, oh just overall thoughts on the on the on the presentation i mean did you actually watch the call as it was as it was happening which most of it i got back from the daycare run after like about <laughs> two had been announced and uh, and then i got on in the rest of them so i saw the bad batch footage and i Excellent. saw most of the the rest of the announcements and and the andor footage um so yeah it was oh my god 10 series yeah for, what is it five years uh, yeah. I don't even know. A few years, I think they said. I don't know if they gave a, a firm yeah. number. But, but like, with, you know, with the success of The Mandalorian, why would you not? I mean, Disney have always been smart about this stuff. Give oh, yeah. people more of what they want and yeah. give them it as quickly as possible without yeah. compromising quality. Yeah, so, you which know, it this doesn't is... look like they have. Uh, I mean, no, uh, not at all. I, I was, I'll be honest, like I wasn't particularly pumped for this investor call. It was very much a fool me once, you know, shame on you, fool me <laughs> four or 500 times, shame on me. You know, because every quarter or so we have these investor calls and people hype themselves up into thinking there's going to be some big announcements. And generally it's just like, yeah, we made X amount of money. We've got X amount of things coming down the pike. We're not, you know, obviously they're not, you know, they're not going to get into specifics or whatever. But uh, yeah, today they just blew all out of the water, I, I guess, because you know, so many other Disney income streams at the moment are, are struggling with COVID. They, they really went all out on this, um, you know, Disney plus and, and Hulu and so on uh, yeah. presentation and just dropped. It's crazy. It, it, it started at what half seven, half eight in the morning here. Yeah. Um, and I haven't been sitting in front of my computer, like watching the thing. Cause I've been, you know, busy doing other stuff and I thought, mm. Oh yeah, I'll just catch up with the news later. Mm. But then when I got back, I realized that the Lucasfilm one was in progress. So I, mm. I joined the live stream and oh, my God, I'm glad I did. Cause I, I just, I just followed it on Twitter. I haven't even seen the live stream, but yeah, my God. Right. Like it's insane. Like, yeah, uh, I, I I can't I can't get my head around it. Like I th- when I saw the I, when I first woke up this morning, I saw the announcement. You know, 10, 10 new Star Wars series announced over the next few years, and I'm like, oh, that's it. That's the announcement. Like they've announced a number of series to be released over a certain amount of time. Yeah, not really. I kind of thought we but, might not get much more news than that. You know, I thought that was the news. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. and then and then you know, an hour two hours later, we're getting just all this detail <laughs> about about these series. It's incredible. Uh, look, like I said, let's let's slam through it. We'll, we'll I'll just gonna scroll up through the through this thread yeah. here and 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 react to stuff. Uh, look, first off, before we even talk Star Wars, Alien TV series announcement from yeah. Holly. What are you What are your thoughts on that? Oh, look, you know. Th- it's great news that I've, I've really enjoyed what he's doing with, um, with his Fargo stuff, mm. you know, it's, and to think that he, he might just be a very apt choice for this, you know, cause he's going to bring something different to it. He might bring that kind of level of weirdness and quirkiness and dark yep. humor that alien kind of needs to sustain itself over a series. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think this is good news. hundred percent. Uh, I mean, there were a bunch of other like Hulu and FX series announced, but we're not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about Lucasfilm. Uh, They started off with a recap of The Mandalorian Season 2, which I haven't watched yet, but I mean, I've seen The Mandalorian Season 2, so that's fine. No need to watch that. Uh, 
Rangers of the New Republic. This is <laughs> this is this is wild. Is this? I mean, is this our boy? Like, will will Paul be in this? I, it series? has to be. It has, it to, has be. to be right. But, like, this has got to be like an A Team style eighties show with with uh, Paul Son Young Lee <laughs> as Carson Teva in the Hannibal Smith role. <laughs> you know, directing the team. It's it, it has to it has to be. I mean, I mean the, the Mandalorian has set this up so beautifully mm. that, you know, it could be a Cara Dune show, but it's telling that they didn't say Gina Carano will return as Cara Dune for this show. Yeah, and there's all sorts of reasons why they may not want to make that announcement. But, um, I mean, yeah, it's wild. The one, the one thing that kind of cautions me a little bit in terms of, like, will Paul actually be in this is... You know, it's not like Dave Filoni and Deborah Chow and Rick Famuyiwa are going to be in this as as major characters. You wouldn't think. I mean, they were intended as sort of <laughs> cameos, as and and they are you know Rangers of the New Republic in the same way Paul is. So it's possible yeah. this focuses on like an entirely different squadron. Um, but who knows? I mean, you've got to think if if we're doing Mando spinoffs, it probably is going to be Cara Dune centric. That's the whole point of throwing her the you know. The sheriff's badge, yeah. the ranger's badge, in a in a previous episode of the Mandalorian. It turns out she is a joiner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, yeah, it, all, all she needed was an episode to think about it. So. Yeah, I mean, maybe Grief Karg is coming along for the ride. Who knows? Yeah, uh, who knows? I mean, yeah, comp- complicated feelings about about a Cara Dune series, but uh, but yeah, look, I I but think um, no qualms about a Captain Carson Teva series. No qualms about a Cas- Captain Carson Teva series. Uh, I would please, be all in on this. Are. Please let it happen, Disney. Because uh, Paul, will, Paul will come on. Paul will come on on every recap podcast <laughs> that we do. If we're lucky, you never you never know. Uh, now, I mean, part of me wants to just ask him, like, "Is this you, bro?" <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't want to step yeah. over any lines, but. Uh, Ahsoka uh, it was the next one announced, a new original series starring Rosario Dawson uh, and set within the timeline of <clears throat> The Mandalorian. Um, this is, this is uh, th- I mean, we, we knew this was coming, I think. Um, you know, didn't necessarily expect it would definitely be announced today, uh, but I thought if they did announce anything today, it would be this. Um, because it's just the most obvious thing to announce. Like you've just debuted her to great success in the Mandalorian mm. TV show. Um, this is exciting stuff, right? We're pumped for this. Yeah. The only surprise there w- was that it's announced within the timeline of the Mandalorian. Cause that kind of does tie it to a certain time in Ahsoka's story. Um, mm. cause you know, we, we've had some debate as to whether that last scene of rebels is, a flash forward in some way, or it's set like far after the time that we've seen her in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the idea that this Ahsoka series could bring in Ezra and Thrawn is mm-hmm. really exciting. Mm-hmm. So uh, I kind of hope that they spin it past what's going on in the Mandalorian. If indeed we're right about that, or I'm right about that mm. um, rebels epilogue being after the, mm. the Mandalorian and uh, well, yeah, move on a little bit and, and then we can get these exciting sub characters in that because, you know, if they're bringing, Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, and Boba Fett into the Mandalorian. You know they can bring anyone into an Ahsoka series, can't they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure if you saw that. Uh, there was that Vanity Fair interview um, with Dave Filoni and Rosario Dawson, where I did see that. Yeah, yeah. So it sounded like Dave was kind of hedging his bets and saying that you know at least it's it's possible that the what we've seen is set before that Rebels epilogue. Mm. I went I went back and watched that Rebels epilogue after we talked about it because I was like, I feel like if we just watch it, it's probably clear one way or the other, and it's it's still kind of not like it's not 
I I remembered it as being sort of definitively, you know, in the aftermath of the second Death Star getting blown up, but it's not. Like, the, as, you know, it's, no. it, as you said, it's a, it's a montage. Any amount of time could have passed before we see that sequence with um, with Sabine and Ahsoka. And Ahsoka does seem maybe a little, you know, a little older, a little wiser than 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 even what we saw in um in the Mandalorian. So. Yeah, uh, you know, because she's got a full Ahsoka the White thing happening. So yeah, yeah. Look, it's it's it's. Uh, who knows when this is going to be set? I think I think to say within the timeline of the Mandalorian that gives them a fair bit of wiggle room though, because you know who knows how long the Mandalorian's going to last. Um, That's right. Yeah. But you could have them looking for Ezra or finding Ezra and going after Thrawn. I mean, that could all still happen within the timeline yeah. of the Mandalorian, even if it happens after what we've seen so far in the Mandalorian. Mm. And of course, if they are doing that storyline, it suggests that we're going to get a live action Sabine out of this as well, which is quite exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whether, yeah, that'll be the yeah. same actress as the the Rebels TV series is remains to be seen. But uh, yeah, yeah, that would be that would be exciting. I mean, yeah, does it does the Ahsoka series essentially become the Rebels sequel that has been rumored over the years, or is it going to be its own thing? That's the question. Yeah, um, I think it does. And yeah, we'll, we will we will soon find out. But yeah. I'm that's the thing. I'm probably no, it's not the thing I'm most excited for from these announcements today, but it is it is the thing I'm very excited for. That that's that's I um I like Tia Sirkar as an actress. Uh, mm. she's been in the good place. Um and she was very good in that. Mm-hmm. Just a, a small role, but yeah, she could play as Sabine, I reckon. Yeah. Live action, no problem. Yeah, make it happen. I would I would yeah. like to see that. Uh Andor was the next one. I'm assuming I'm reading these in the order they are announced. I've, I'm literally just scrolling up through Disney's tweets and replies. Um, Twitter does weird things with threads, so it's possible it's it's this isn't correct, but who cares? Um, Andor, an original series set in the Star Wars universe, is streaming in 2022 on Disney+. Plus. Did you have a chance to watch the little minute uh, clip that came with this? I did, yes. Yeah, so it's mostly if anyone hasn't seen it, it's sort of just footage. It's footage of like the creature shop, uh, I guess. You know, the the teams behind the scenes. There's footage of concept art in there. Um, I haven't sort of. I've literally watched it once. I haven't had a chance to kind of go over it with a fine tooth comb, and you know, uh, mm. I, I don't think I even had audio on for the whole thing. But um, it it looks. I mean, it looks like you would imagine it to look. Andor, uh-huh. coming out of Rogue One, Andor was the thing I wanted a spin-off of. Um, it's the obvious route to go for a spin-off. It's like we've got this awesome James Bond-style spy in the Star Wars universe, a little bit morally ambiguous. Uh, you know, I, I just think that's that's really there's a lot of ex- potential for a really cool series there. Yeah. Um, the, the fact that Tony Gilroy is directing it is, is really exciting because not only, you know, was Tony Gilroy heavily involved in Rogue One, but he's done the Bourne stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that this might cleave closer to, to Bourne than Bond, you know, mm. a bit more shadowy and less showy and, and maybe even like it, it kind of in, in the supporting cast that they've chosen with actors like Fiona Shaw, Stellan Skarsgård, you know, they've really gone for that old spy game kind of you know, the, 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 the reliable cast that they get mm. for all those things. Like Fiona Shaw was great as the spy chief in um, Killing Eve. Mm. Uh, and she, so, you know, she's been really good in her whole career. Could it be more, you know, John LeCar than, than, uh, yeah. Um, that's kind of what I'm, what, the vibe I'm getting off it. And, and Genevieve O'Reilly back as Mom Mothma is, is a really exciting yes. announcement as well. Yes. Yeah. That's excellent. Um, 
the next uh, there one, was I, a there was a lovely piece of concept art right at the end of that presentation of mm-hmm. I think it was Cassie in, in an A wing with a broken windscreen. Did you see that? And he's come, he's hurtling towards camera. He looks absolutely terrified. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the concept art at the end was very exciting. Uh, yeah, that looks. So I'm just, I'm just bringing that up now. Um, yeah, concept art looks great. I've got to uh, watch that speeder again. bike. Yeah, uh, yeah that yep. A wing. That the yeah, yeah. Just the battered to hell A wing looks great. <laughs> I am. I'm 100% in for that, obviously. Look, I'm 100% in for all of these, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, oh, so it's actually going to be called Obi-Wan Kenobi, not Kenobi. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Hayden Christensen returns as Darth Vader, joining Ewan McGregor in Obi-Wan Kenobi. The original series begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Revenge of the Sith and is coming to Disney+. Plus. Um, obviously, we knew Ewan McGregor was coming back for Kenobi, mm. Um, that's been announced and re-announced plenty of times over the years, I feel. Uh, Hayden Christensen, though, that is new information. Um, I know obviously yes. heavily rumoured, but I think this is the first time they've actually confirmed that anywhere. Thoughts on this? wonder how we're going to do that if it's 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. Mm. It must be flashbacks. I don't think it has to be. I, I mean, it could be. I'd, I'd be down with some, some flashbacks of, uh, you know, young Anakin and, and, and Obi-Wan in the sort of, you know, prequel era. But it could also be, you know, if you're doing a confrontation between Vader and Kenobi uh, or even mm. just, you know, Vader hunting Kenobi or vice versa, they don't necessarily have to physically cross paths. Um, and you want to do the Rebels moment where, you know, the mask cracks open and you can see part of Anakin. Yeah. You know, if you're doing it in live action, you kind of need Hayden for that. So um, it's possible that that's what that is. I, that's, that's what would probably excite <laughs> me more than seeing Anakin back is sort of seeing Hayden actually get to perform as, you know, Darth as Vader, Vader. In, the, in the suit. Yeah. Um, so he'll be the face and someone else will be the voice and someone else will be <laughs> the body. <laughs> well, I mean, Hayden was in the suit, I think, for uh, Revenge of the, the end of <clears throat> Revenge of the Sith. So He's quite a big dude, isn't he? Yeah, yeah they, you know, there's... Um, they can make anyone look. I mean, they made Tom Hardy look like Bane. Like when when you can do that, yeah. you can do anything. That's right. Look, it can't it can't really be flashbacky because those guys aren't as young as they used to be, and they must be showing the rage now. Like you and you and fifty, isn't he now? I mean, so uh, they're pretty immortal, both of those guys. Yeah. I mean, I they're they're, you know, they're pretty fit. Yeah, but like in, in terms of somewhere looking very old, uh, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They they look they look very. I mean, I think I think with a little bit of that de aging tech, they could uh, mm. they could put them back in the prequel era without too much trouble. But um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I I don't necessarily even want that to happen. But that it, it could happen. Yeah, I love the idea of this just being a um, series about Obi Wan on Tatooine, just having quite low key mm. <laughs> local trouble rescuing kids from Tuscan Raiders and stuff like that, you know. I was um, prepared for it to be that. I was like and I and I'm sure I would have sort of talked myself into, you know, being excited for that. But I, <laughs> I gotta say I'm kind of more excited for this, where there's maybe a little more scope and he's not yeah. out in the entire time and he might actually cross paths with Vader. And I'm sure there are people out there complaining about the prospect of that already. But you know, look, go back and watch a new hope. I'm gonna try and maybe watch some key scenes from it. Uh, before we do our Mando recap, just so we can talk about this in more detail. But I'm pretty sure the dialogue in there works 
it still works if Obi-Wan and Vader have crossed paths at some point between episode three and episode four. Like there's nothing precluding them having met again before yes. episode four. Uh, so, and if anything, I think, I think it probably makes more sense because it makes, when Obi-Wan's talking about Darth Vader, you know, he's maybe a little bit more of an authority if he has actually crossed paths or seen Darth Vader at some point since he yeah. left him on Mustafar. That's um, it. If he's tangled with him in the suit with all the cybernetics and everything, he'll know more. Exactly. You know, more machine yeah. now than man. It's like, well, last time yep. you saw him, as far as we know, he was just sort of more stumps than man. He was so, just less man. <laughs> yeah, just, just, yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's no, there's no problem, I think, with him seeing the more machine than man version of Vader before he yeah. tells Luke about it and before he fights him again on the Death Star. I mean, obviously, there's the whole, you know, last time I was the student, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, I mean... Again, that's easily that's not a that's not a big deal. Um, Then we get into uh, the Bad Batch, an all new animated original series from Lucasfilm Animation. I've been pretty upfront about like you know Lucasfilm's doing a bunch of stuff. Some of it is going to be for you, some of it's not. This one wasn't. I didn't think was particularly for me. Um, Mm. You know, which is not a bad thing. It's just it's just not. I didn't think it was really my my speed. Having said that, I watched this minute long trailer just before we. started just before we hit record uh it's pretty exciting it's pretty good it's pretty good sizzle uh it's very good sizzle yeah i love the addition of a couple of little characters in there that we didn't expect to see in this show yeah that's fennec shand Uh, right that in the in this trailer i mean if it's not fennec shand it's someone wearing exactly the same uh outfit as as fennec shand but yeah i'm pretty sure that's someone shand it's Cobb Vanth wearing Fennec Shand's armor. <laughs> but it looks like this is just going to be all out action, um, you know, which we, I guess we kind of knew with the Bad Batch, but then actually seeing it, uh, it, I guess it's one of those things you have to see to, to really uh, get behind, or it was for me anyway. Um, yeah. Um, I, even with the four episodes of, of Bad Batch stuff in the last series of Clone Wars, I kind of got bored by the plot armor. Um, yeah, look, bit. that's why I w- that's why I wasn't pumped for this because that last season of Clone Wars, I really did not care for that much until it got to the just god tier, incredible, um, mm. you know, that final arc, those last four episodes. But those first eight episodes didn't really do much for me, yeah. um, and or however many episodes it was, um, and and so I wasn't like super pumped to see the bad batch come back because to me, like they for what they are, like if you're, you know, I feel like they're very much aimed at kids. They're very much those kind of like eighties action movie or action cartoon show sort of archetypes, <laughs> you know, like if this was done in like real ghostbusters style animation or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, that fits. That's like, it's, yeah. it, that's, that's what it, that's the era that this is sort of throwing back to, I feel like, or, you know, Ninja Turtles kind of, kind of stuff. Yeah. And, it and feels like it, it needs a theme song. That's like 57,000 beats per minute in which yes. they name the characters. Yes. You know. Yeah, exactly. Hunters and, good and, with knives. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're this all very sort of with- one-dimensional, and they've got like one defining characteristic, and they're all you know tough guys, or yeah. But there's the one nerd, or what you know, like so. I don't, I don't know. I mean, but having said that, you know, probably in their own series, they will be fleshed out much more. Um, I'm also, you know, I'm I'm on record as you know, I think he's he's a very talented man, but I I just can't get behind. D. Bradley Baker's clone voice, uh, the, <laughs> the the accent, the quasi New Zealand accent. Uh, so, 
So a whole show of that, even more so than Clone well, Wars, doesn't excite me. No, Mr. Morrison's back in the fold. They might just bend him. And uh... Oh, my God. I mean, no, <laughs> you know, again, I mean, I'm sure hopefully if, if that was to happen, they would find other roles for D. Bradley Baker. But but I would not be opposed to an old Tim Morrison uh, uh, series. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but but you never know. I, I mean, he does he does a great job at like differentiating between the different clones and all that sort of thing. Like it's purely just the baseline clone voice that that kind of irritates me. It's just a just a personal yeah thing. It's nothing. You know, he's as I say, he's incredibly talented. It's great how he's able to make all the clones seem like you know distinct characters, etc. You know, but just for me personally, it doesn't, it doesn't always work. Um, but that said, what, that, that minute of footage looks incredible. I do wonder if, if D. Bradley Booker gets paid like four times as much as anyone else. I mean, he deserves to in the sense that he's playing, yeah. you know, yeah. playing way more characters than anyone else. Yeah. I think we've said before there are entire episodes of Clone Wars where it's just him in the voice yeah. cast. Yeah, yeah. And that'll surely be the case as well with the Bad Badge. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you'll have a villain or whatever in, in there and, you know, some supporting characters like your Fennec Shans. But, I mean, does yeah. Ming-Na Wen voice Fennec Shan she'd in this? That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Talking about immortal. Like, she's evergreen. Oh, God, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, then we've got Star Wars Visions, an original series of animated short films celebrating the Star Wars... Oh, I haven't even read this properly. Celebrating the Star Wars <laughs> galaxy through the lens of the world's best Japanese anime car- creators. <laughs> See, I thought this would be the one that would excite you the most. I hadn't even clocked it. Coming in 2021 to Disney Plus. Okay, that's awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, obviously, I guess we'll sort of see who the who the creators are and stuff. But I just love the idea of just like, just yeah, expanding the scope of what they can do, um, and you know, getting some completely, you know, some some creators that are just totally outside the realm of what they've been doing. And yeah, mm. obviously, taking it back to Star Wars kind of Japanese uh, roots at the same time. I mean, that's that's really exciting. They missed a trick. They should have called it Studio Jedbly. <laughs> Studio Jedbly. I see what you. I see what you did there. I mean, there's still there's still time. There's still time. Yes. Uh, they so can't anyway, all be gold. Sorry. <laughs> and it's it's hard. Yeah, hard to say too much more about that because we don't know who any of the creators mm. are or anything. But that's that's really cool, and that's a really cool use of the Disney Plus platform as well. Yeah. Because it's like you don't. They don't all have to be like movies or narrative. Uh, you know series or whatever that we can you know you can do like this series of animated shorts and that's just as valid a use of the of the platform you know content yeah. is you know as much as con i hate sort of content is like a catch-all word word for everything i mean essentially that's that's what you're putting up on disney plus it doesn't have to be movies it doesn't have to be tv shows it can just be content of any kind mm. and this this fits the bill lovely little nod to the fact that star wars is so big in japan as well mm. um, you know something created primarily i guess for that audience who, who you know um who lap that stuff up so yeah yeah that that'll be exciting to see what kind of response this gets over there and then and then god all the you know potential for uh you know the merch and stuff that would come out of japan as well like yeah. from the sort of like japanese kind of toy labels and things like that so yeah that's mm-hmm. exciting uh the next one the next one is interesting because of what it doesn't say uh, the, the galaxy's favorite scoundrel, Lando Calrissian, will return in Lando, a brand new event series for Disney+. Plus. Justin Simeon is in the early stages of developing... It doesn't say Donald Glover. And it doesn't, and that's what I was going to say when I said the interesting thing is what it doesn't say. It doesn't yeah. say Donald Glover, and, and on the flip side, it doesn't say Billy D. Williams. So it could be... We don't know which yeah. area this is going to be set in. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. 
I kind of, you know, if there's a Lando series, I, I, I do want it to be the, you know, the Chromacian Chronicles kind of thing with Lando and L3 uh, yeah. doing their thing, going through the galaxy in the, in the Primo Falcon. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be cool. I mean, that, that would be as yeah, good to as see that, like, a solo sequel. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the only thing I'm disappointed that we haven't heard <laughs> announced be honest but they did say they were going to be expanding the star wars galaxy i feel like a star a solo sequel is you know it's yeah. more of the same it's not necessarily expanding the galaxy yeah but i suppose you could say that for a lot of this but i mean <laughs> i you know at which at most of it I, I think is super exciting um i yeah, yeah I, I i mean i love lando i love donald glover's take mm. on lando although not as much as as I expected to necessarily. I mean, I thought what he did with the voice was kind of weird. Um, but anyway, we, we will, um, we'll see, I guess that'll, yeah. that'll be out, uh, you know, eventually as all, as all of this will. Um, yeah. And if it, if it is a Billy D Williams series, I mean, I, I think that's unlikely, but that would be interesting purely from, you know, is that the, uh, the series with, you know, Lando and Naomi Aki like exploring the the galaxy oh, yeah. and and finding, you know, I was going to say finding her family, but he's her dad, isn't he? So probably, <laughs> uh, so find, finding that finding out that that he's her dad is that that series, you know, potentially yeah. with with uh, with flashbacks to this reminds me of the time when I was on the Star Cave of Thonboka. Yeah. Okay. See, this yeah. is there's, there's so much new information. I can't even like process it and connect it to what we've said previously about some of this stuff. That's right. We yeah. have talked about a Lendo series before, and I think we both said the the cool way to do it would be like the young Indiana Jones style, where you, yeah. you've got you've got Lando as like the narrator, uh, and you know maybe kind of an unreliable narrator. So it's always sort of in doubt, yeah. like how much of this is canon, how much of it's not. Um, and you know, telling the the Lando Calrissian chronicles, like telling stories yeah. about young Donald Glover era Lando, talking directly to camera, nursing a Colt forty five. Yes, I mean you could go even younger if they choose to do that. You could go even younger than Donald Glover. Yeah, you know, like if they don't if they don't want to pay that Donald Glover money, you could always have, or, or Donald Glover doesn't want to do it. You could always have Billy D telling stories about you know a teenage Lando and yeah, you know, so on and so on and so forth. Um, so, it doesn't look like money's an object at this point. That <laughs> look, that's a very that's you know, a very good point. I'm sure they can get whoever they want at this point. The Death Star is yeah. fully operational. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, I mean I, I suppose we'll see. I just think it's interesting it doesn't say if Donald Glover's gonna be in it. Um, yeah. which yeah, does does raise questions. But anyway, um because some of these others where they do know the cast, like where where they know, you know, you and McGregor or where, where they've announced Hayden Christensen, etc. Um uh, the next one, Leslie Headland brings a new Star mm. Wars series to Disney Plus with The Acolyte. The Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. Now, I could have my dates all wrong here. I don't know if this makes any sense or if this works at all. Could this not, though, be a canon sort of version of the Plagius story? It could be, I suppose. When's the High Republic supposed to be set? Is it, is it the f- the f- um, four thousand years kind of thousand generations? No, no. Because I no. remember when we talked about it, we were like, "Oh, it's not as far before the prequels as I would have expected." Um, oh yeah, because Yoda, Yoda's alive, isn't he? Yoda's He's alive. Young. I think it's like a yeah. couple hundred years or yeah. like two or three hundred years. Yeah, so it could um, be, couldn't it? Lasted for around two hundred years. 
approximately 300 to 100 years before the Battle of Yavin. So by the end of it, you're getting very close to the prequel era. And it says this is taking place at the final days of the High Republic era. So to me, I feel like this is maybe the Palpatine origin story. Uh, Or or at least the Plagius origin story. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, Yeah, how he, you know, kills his master, steals the secret of eternal life. Yeah. um, Recruits... Maul recruits Tyrannus. Yeah, and and maybe there you're getting too close to the prequel era for it to work in terms of the mm. setting. But I mean, you know, they're not committed to what this tweet says about the being the final days of the High Republic era. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that it, that there's potential for that for sure. Yeah, the kind of the kind of end of this Arthurian age mm. is is kind of interesting because you know in in the prequels we're seeing the end of this kind of Roman. Uh, era, you know, the mm. fall of Rome. We're seeing, you know, an, a, an empire be built out of something that was a democracy, mm. um, and, and eventually just fall to pieces. So, you know, the end, the end of this kind of mythical Arthurian age, where you know magic is real, and there are thousands of Jedi doing, you know, riding around horseback. Mm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, that's kind of a, you know, that's kind of a cool period to set it in and we could we could see young yoda as here as well or younger yoda yeah um yeah true yeah yeah and i guess it's interesting to see like when we say final days of the high republic era is there sort of like a definitive event that's like this is the end of the high republic era like is there going to be a point where the characters can sort of turn to the camera and say well that was quite the high republic (laughs) era or is it sort of a gradual fading out? You know, you look back and you go like, oh, yeah, I guess that was the High Republic era as distinct from, you know, the sort of prequel, like re- just regular Republic era. Um, I think I've read something about this and I don't know if it's a spoiler, so I'm, I'm not, I probably shouldn't say, but I yeah, I think, oh, okay, well, um, there's some kind of a, a space station above, I think, Coruscant, and mm-hmm. I think it's maybe a base for the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it gets destroyed. So I think that might be the start of the end of the. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't read much into the high Republic yet. I'm sort of, uh, yeah, I'm not that pumped for it, but I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where when it rolls around, I'll probably, I'll probably uh, get into it. But I, the one thing, so two things about this, we may as well, you know, we haven't, we haven't, we may as well make a prediction here. I'm going to say the acolyte is Palpatine. I'm 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 putting putting my money oh. down. I'm saying I'm saying that is who the acolyte is referring to. That's uh, good. He is Plagueis's acolyte, and we're going to see him come up through the ranks in this. Uh, you know, it's essentially going to be like the Godfather, but in Star Wars. Uh, That's so that, great. That could be cool. Um, yeah. But as far as the High Republic thing, the one thing I'll say about that is. I did think it was weird that people just recently were hyping the possibility of like a high Republic animated series. And now we're, we're talking up this series set in the final days of the whole Republic. Cause I thought the whole point of the high Republic initially, like I thought the whole selling point for the high Republic was that it was a corner of the galaxy for the publishing division to play in where they didn't have to tie in with anything mm, and yeah. anything could happen. Um, because this is not that now. Uh, yeah, but we, having we, said that, we've this defined is the, the final days of it, haven't we? Yeah, but yeah. having said that, like if this is you know if this series is taking place in the final days, that still leaves them like hundreds of years to play with. Um, that where they don't have to tie with, in with anything. That's true. And then this, you know, this might not be out for a few years, so they might have yeah dozens of your of High Republic books out by then. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I like your theory. This that sounds very plausible, and I love the idea of seeing a young Palpatine with a you know brand new actor. Obviously, yeah, um, yeah, that's yeah. That's great. it. Like you could cast anyone. Like the you know, that's there. Yeah, the possibilities are um, yeah exciting. And the idea um, of it being like because because High Republic is a very you know Dungeons and Dragons style fantasy setting, as far as I'm concerned, and this is like. This sounds like it's going to be the evil sorcerer side of that, which is kind of a cool thing mm. to think about. It's like the, the evil wizard and how the evil wizard came to be. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. It's, yeah, it's yeah. cool. Yeah, the villain's journey kind of yeah. thing. Uh, so that's what this will be, it sounds like. <clears throat> uh, and yeah, whether that's Palpatine or someone earlier than Palpatine, we, we will see. Um, mm-hmm. Then Lucasfilm. Now, this is interesting. Lucasfilm Animation is teaming up with Lucasfilm's visual effects team, Industrial Light and Magic, to develop a special Star Wars adventure for Disney Plus called A Droid Story. This epic journey will introduce us to a new hero guided by R2-D2 and C-3PO. So a couple of old favorites coming back for another go round. Um, yeah. But what do you think it means Lucasfilm Animation teaming up with Industrial Light and Magic? Is this going to be... What is this? It's. I mean... It sounds like it's not going to be a straight show, doesn't it? It sounds like it's going to be something a bit different. So is, could this be like their first foray into some kind of VR? Maybe. Something like that? Yeah, because, um, I mean, it's just curious because, like, the visual effects team, and, I mean, I guess, you know, if you think of if you think of something like The Lion King or whatever, I mean, that's that's visual effects, but it's also animation. You know what I mean? So maybe it'll be something yeah. like that. Like, I don't... I don't know. Maybe I'm. I'm probably being dumb. There's probably a really obvious uh, answer to what this, what format this would be. But yeah, it's interesting that Lucasfilm Animation is teaming up with ILM for this one. Yeah, or maybe like you buy a special droid toy from Sphero, and it links <laughs> into your Disney Plus account, and it acts out what you see on screen. I don't know. It could be, be anything. It sounds like it just sounds like it's not a straight show. Otherwise, they would have said it's a show about. R two D two C three people leading a new droid through a you know it's just the way they framed that it sounds like it's something else and the and the ILM kind of heavy involvement yeah yeah well I don't mm-hmm. know we'll, that's 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 an interesting one um I get mm-hmm. yeah I have a feeling it's just going to be like very very real like photo realistic sort of animation in the style of you know some of the other stuff Disney stuff we've seen yeah. over the last few years I, I guess that's what that means um and yeah. so it's like Lucasfilm animation creatives working with the ILM visual effects team to create like photorealistic animation um, on, you know, with a new uh, story with R2-D2 and C-3PO, which is a good, that, that, that's actually, that if that is what it is, that's a very clever, uh, you know, very clever choice of characters to do this with because you avoid kind of the uncanny valley of, um, yeah. you know, creating humans in um, with photorealistic animation. Uh, then the next one up is Willow, an original series from Lucasfilm starring Warwick Davis with pilot direct, directed by John M. Chu. And that is coming in 2022 to Disney plus. Uh, so John Chu is obviously of crazy rich Asians fame also directed the upcoming in the Heights, um, Mm. just getting a HBO max release uh, his wishes as far as as far as i can tell um so well, everybody yeah. needs to shut up about that but that's a whole other <laughs> part uh so yeah this is this is uh i mean I, this one i think had kind of been announced for a while right like we sort of knew there was a willow project in development that john caster yeah. was working on 
Yeah, we did a whole podcast about Willow and and what a sequel could be, didn't we? Yeah, um, but that was ago. like obviously and before there was any yeah. sort of announcement. Oh, on the yeah, table. just speculative. But yeah. but I think that we we agreed that um, a Force Awakens style. Let's get Willow back, and you know whoever else is still alive and willing to do it back as yeah. the old guard of characters, and introduce a whole bunch of new ones would be the best way to do it. And it, it sounds kind of like that's probably what they they're going to do. Warwick Davis is back as as Willow. Yeah, um, what's he? What's he now? He'd be fifty. He'd be about fifty, wouldn't he? Warwick Davis is. I think he was seventeen when he did Willow, and fourteen when he did Return of the Jedi or something like that. So yeah. Place your um, what, you, what year are you going with? Cameron, so what's Jedi 14? So he, yeah, he'd be 50. He is 50, exactly 50. Yay! Well there we done. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, John Chu directing. Um, that's exciting. I mean, I don't, you know, Willow's not my favorite Lucasfilm thing. I don't have like mm. the same attachment to it that a lot of people do, but I am excited to see them kind of you know, moving away from just doing Star Wars stuff. Um, yeah. And we see that with, I think they, they announced a while ago, the Children of Blood and Bone uh, adaptation. Yep. I, I'm, I'm probably mangling that title. Uh, that that and, was re-announced today, yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. I, haven't, oh, I didn't even see that. Oh, the, the, yeah, the, that's the literally, it's yeah. two things up on the list. There you go. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, so, they, yeah, they announced a, a little string here of non-Star Wars stuff, which is which is exciting because we did a whole pod, I think, at one point on like, you mm. know, can we could we get back to the days of Lucasfilm doing more stuff than just Star Wars? Um, so we're so, you know not that we're not that we'll ever complain about getting a lot of Star Wars, but um, yeah, it's cool to just see them you branch out a little bit and do more stuff. You know, both featuring characters that Lucas developed, like Indiana Jones and Willow, but also just mm. stuff in the spirit of you know the Lucasfilm style, which I, I think is where maybe Children of Blood and Bone um, fits in. Um, so Lucasfilm is in pre-production on the next installment of Indiana Jones at the helm is James Mangold, director of Ford V Ferrari and Indy himself, Harrison Ford will be back to continue his iconic character's journey. Adventure arrives July, 2022. If James Mangold is officially directing Indiana Jones. Yeah. How likely do you think it is that he was throwing shade at Mando the other night with his very cryptic, uh, tweet? Did you see that? No. What did he do? He he deleted it. So I, and I can't remember the exact wording, but something about uh, I don't remember it. But he, he then they do this, and they're not going to let me do Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, kind of without stuff? he didn't he didn't name any names, but he basically said that something was. Um, it's not stagnant. I can't remember the word he used, but anyway, someone's screaming it into their, into their uh, headphones right now. <laughs> but, it, it, um, but he was basically knocking something that, that he'd seen and people were assuming he was talking about Mank. And I was like, I feel like it's much more likely that he's talking about the episode of the Mandalorian that aired today, that he was rumored to have been working on at one point, And that stars a character that he was rumored to be directing a movie about. Like, I feel like that would be something he might have stronger thoughts on. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it, it, apparently he's working with, with Lucasfilm. He's working with Disney. So who knows? He could have been subtweeting about something completely different. <laughs> Plus that episode of the Mandalorian was awesome. So I don't it know was, why yeah. he would have a problem with it. Um, but anyway, I missed the, uh, I missed the mangled part of that when I was watching it live because I was giving my wife a dressing down for recording reaction videos. <laughs> <on>. Um, which I have seen and which I feel like all our listeners should, should see, but uh, we'll, we'll see about, you know, 
I'm gonna get, gonna get permission from Baz to post these reaction videos. Um, <laughs> so yeah, James Mangold at the helm. Uh, obviously, that's that's good news though. He's a great he's a great director. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, he wouldn't have been, I don't know if I, he would have jumped to the top of the list of people to direct an Indiana Jones movie if I was just spitballing. But, I mean, it could work. He directed Logan, similar, you know, like hero at the end of the line kind of thing. I don't know if I want an Indiana Jones movie to have that sort of tone. But, I mean, you know, it's not going to. It's Indiana Jones. I'm sure they know what they're doing. I'm sure it's going to just be like a fun, rollicking journey that will also maybe have a few uh, kind of touching moments it's going to be the end yeah. of, the end of old indie story you'd think yeah like so if it's the end of old indie story when's it going to be set do you think like 70s maybe that would be cool 80, 80s even just thinking about harrison ford's be, age and, and 80s would be incredible uh you know yeah. indiana jones 84 um i <laughs> yeah. build the 84 universe um no i i mean i i feel like it might be 70s you could even i feel like it well, that, that's As, the Ford versus Ferrari era, isn't it? They're going to have him cross paths. It's, if it's 70s, do you think he's going to cross paths with like a young George or Stephen or something? Like he's going to run young George off the road yeah. um, in a Ford versus Ferrari style. <laughs> yeah, he causes the accident that, that gets George into, into film eventually. Who knows? Um, Just as a joke in the opening sequence. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, you could have him in, like, 70s-era Hollywood. Um, I mean, I don't know if that makes any sense, but definitely it's going to be a much later era than what we're used to seeing if, if Harrison Ford is, is back. Because yeah, even, uh, even uh, Crystal Skull was, what, like 12 years ago now? And this thing doesn't come out for another two years. Yeah. And Crystal and what's, Skull what's, was the 50s. 50s, yeah. Um, so that would so this is in the 70s. At least the 70s, yeah. And, well, and on, to be more, no. to more, 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 more age appropriate with Harrison, it would have to be the eighties, wouldn't it? Because he's, I don't. Um, I think that's probably too late, far late 70s, after Crystal maybe, Skull, yeah. though. So I feel like, anyway, who? I feel like it'll be the knows, early seventies, yeah. wow. early to mid seventies. Mm. Um, I haven't done the math on this. Maybe late sixties makes more sense if you're purely looking at like, well, add fourteen years to Crystal Skull. But yeah. I think it's, I think it'll be seventies. And I think there's going to be some sort of sly nod to you know, to a, to the a young George and the creation of that whole sort of era of movies. But anyway, we will find out. Um, yeah. uh, Tommy Adeyemi, oh, I've, I'm sure I've mangled that name. If anyone, uh, you know, I should look it up. But we we're trying to get through this quickly. Uh, New York you, Times bestselling. You, you, could, you couldn't have mangled names any more than Kathy Kennedy was hesitant about. Oh, them really? In that, uh, yeah, she she made sure she got all the slightly unfamiliar names very correct after a little pause. <laughs> Which is what I should have done, but that's why she's Kathleen Kennedy yeah. and I'm an idiot. Uh, New York Times bestselling novel Children of Blood and, and Bone is being developed by Lucasfilm in partnership with 20th Century Studios. This coming-of-age adventure follows a young African girl's quest to restore magic to her forsaken people, the Magi. Have you read this book? Haven't read it, but I've, I've heard good things about it. Yeah, I'm now deciding do I read it or do I do the thing where I wait for the movie and then decide if I want to read the book. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's always better to read the book first because, you know. Because then way, you can be one of those people. Well, no, but because my thing is like, it's <laughs> yeah. purely like I'm, I'm looking at it from like a unit of time perspective, right? If I read a book where I already know what happens, 
I'm, you know, I, that's a lot of time reading a book where I already know what happens. If I watch a movie where I already know what happens, that's only two hours of my life. You know, yeah, that's right. That's my yeah, way of looking yeah. at it. So I will probably read the book before the movie comes out. Um, the next one, a brand new Star Wars feature with acclaimed filmmaker Taika Waititi is in development. Get ready for an unforgettable ride. Uh, we we knew about this, um, yeah. but it's still exciting to confirm that it's still coming. Um, yeah. This is probably as good a place as any to talk about the fact that in this a bunch of announcements about everything that we know is coming, um, including stuff that had already been either hinted at or directly announced, like the Taika Waititi thing, uh, no mention of Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Can we finally... Is this official confirmation or as close as we'll ever get it that that trilogy is not happening? Because to me, it's absurd that anyone's still talking about it as if it might still be happening. I don't know. I mean, wouldn't we have heard something in three years if it was happening? He, he may have heard today that it's not happening um, yeah. in in the same <laughs> way that we did. But but uh, I think they they still have. I mean, they still have to be developing things behind the scenes. It might not be on the immediate slate. <laughs> Do they? I mean, I feel like they I feel like they 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 went all in on this announcement today. They put all their cards on the table. Yeah, but but like what I'm saying is if they've if they've announced 10 series today, they've got to be working on 50. You know, out of which they'll pick another 20 to be the next, you know, mm. expansion of the thing in 5 years. Mm. So that's the way these things work, right? So Ryan's got to be I mean, he's got to be still working away behind the scenes somewhere. Maybe his stuff isn't ready to be announced yet. I still think that that it can happen. I think that's crazy to be honest with you. I think I think, it's not I would love it to happen. I mean, yeah. I, I really liked The Last Jedi and I think he would do you know, he could potentially make even better movies um, you know, with his own if he was sort of setting the table and, 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 and telling his own story from the beginning. Um, but I, I just think we would have heard something since 2017. If Ooh. that, if, uh, it's, uh, you know, I don't think they're ever going to come out and put out a statement and be like, you know, Ryan Johnson, you're fired or whatever. Um, yeah. But I, I just think they're going to do what they've done, which is just never speak of it again. Um, <laughs> and I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying, I think that's where we're at. I, I don't think that trilogy is ever happening and I just don't think there's any reason to think that it is happening beyond that one announcement that was never followed up on that came before the backlash to The Last Jedi in, in 2017. All right, we'll, we'll put five bucks on it then. All right, all right. Um, and we'll put that five bucks in a high interest account so that um, <laughs> in, in 20, 30 years when this does get announced, um, we'll actually win $5.37. <laughs> I love this, but... W- how do we? At what point do we say it's not happening? Where do we? Where do we put the end? Uh, where do we put the full stop on this? When one of us dies and it hasn't been announced, <laughs> the other one can empty the account. How's that? All right. <laughs> is one of but us willing get- to kill the other for five dollars and thirty-seven cents? This is this is the question. Oh, it's only five dollars thirty-seven if you wait thirty years. Oh, that's so, true. Like, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. if anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is this is insurance. This is we have to make sure the other one stays alive <laughs> to get our thirty-seven cents. Yes. Uh, and the, the last the last Lucasfilm announcement was uh, 
I mean, holy fuck, Bass. This, this video. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, you pointed it towards me. I hadn't seen it. The the one on Patty Jenkins' Twitter account. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, you've, you pressed record on this while I was watching it. And, yeah, and you've, I did. You've, you've got footage of me weeping. Um, I do. <laughs> so it's up to you whether you include that. <laughs> or keep it for the, for the sludge file. Keep it for... Yeah as, you, yeah, as you said, keep it for your twenty-first. Uh, yeah. So, it's it's my God, this video. Uh, wow. Um, so, if anyone hasn't seen it, stop what you're doing, which is stop listening to this. Uh, go in um, and uh, go to Patty Jenkins' Twitter account or Disney's. It'll be there either way. Uh, have a look at this video that Patty Jenkins has posted. Um, there's and, and I mean, you'll know you'll know it when you see it. Uh, it's it, Patty Jenkins talking about, you know, her father was a, was a fighter pilot. Is that what she said? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And she's in the back of a car. It's, it's all, it's all looking very, you know, low key. Then she puts on a goddamn X-wing helmet, uh, and a flight suit and, 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 and heads over to, an X like a full size X wing, and yeah. they announced that we're doing Rogue Squadron. It's a Rogue she, Squadron she, movie. She's finally found a project that marries her two great yeah. loves. And I'm like wow, yeah. You've it's, just you, you just got to watch the video. It's it's yeah. It's so emotional. It's so exciting. Um, it's it's a huge you know it's a huge get for for Lucasfilm to oh there's been rumors about Patty Jenkins involvement in Star Wars for a long time but this is the yeah. first official confirmation of that and certainly this is the first I'm hearing of her doing a Rogue Squadron movie I mean maybe that yeah. was around and I just hadn't clocked it but uh yeah I mean my god we don't know when this will be set or which characters will be in it or anything <laughs> like that um yeah no no I'm getting over the shock of that announcement, I have all the questions about this. I, mm. You know, I, I want to know why is it a movie, not a series? Mm-hmm. Because I think a Rogue Squadron series would be amazing. I want to know, is Wedge coming back? Um, what era of, you know, based on all the, the canon, oh, and, mm. well, and the Legends material on Rogue Squadron, what era are we getting? Who's going to be in the squadron? There's so many characters there that, that they could pick. And they could yeah. even, you know, reinstate ones from the Wraith Squadron books or any squad, you know. Yeah. 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 There's so much you could do with this. Um, I mean, it's it's going to be good no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be it's going to be uh, amazing. Um, definitely the most exciting announcement today, I think, yeah. for me. Um, I mean, partly because of the announcement itself, and partly because of the way they announced it. I mean, the video is great. Yeah. Penny Jenkins is great. Um, mm. couldn't be more excited for this. Yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, it ha- look, it ha- this has the potential to be just the dream Star Wars movie for so many people. Just like a whole movie of Rogue Squadron, you know, fighter pilot action. Um, you know, this could be, you know, Top Gun times Star Wars. Uh, yeah, you know, it's this could be something back very, to those old special, you know, war movies. Yeah, um, you know the World War Two stuff. It, it could be yeah. all that stuff put together. Just you know the origin of of what X Wing combat was. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's another one like that, like that uh, the Japanese uh, anime series announcement where it's like it's cool because like it's a new thing for the the live action uh, 
you know, it's a new franchise, I guess, but it's, it's sort of tapping into the, the roots of, um, but mm. a new franchise, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But yeah, tapping into the, the roots of Star Wars as well at the same time. So, yeah. it, I mean, the feeling for this one's got to be like what gamers felt like when Squadrons was announced. It's like, yeah. this, is, this is what we wanted. This is what we wanted to see. <laughs> We've been waiting yes. all these years for. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, look, um, I mean, this has always been, you know, the the fighter pilots are kind of that. I mean, mm. I, I, you know, I, we love everything about Star Wars pretty much, but the 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 fighter pilots are kind of where it's at for me. So, yeah, yeah this is exciting. Mm. I meant to say when we were talking about Taika's movie as well, the, the just the graphics they presented that with were really interesting because they were those kind of neon colors, like old school Marvel you know, seventies oh, and eighties comics. Seen that? There's no, there's um, no image with the tweet. Yeah, it was just very, very, you know, conceptual. Nothing uh, concrete. But the Star Wars logo was at sort of a, you know, a three D angle, and it had, it was that kind of bright, kind of purple, poppy, you know, neon blue color. Wow. Um, like, like I so guess Guardians of the Galaxy slash, you know, Ragnarok. Uh, Thor, yeah, Thor Ragnarok. So, so very him. But you know the idea that we we would be getting that kind of slightly cheesy old school Star Wars Marvel style Star Wars is kind of exciting. So yeah, I hope it's that. I hope yeah. it's funny and hope, yeah, just proper Taika movie. Yeah. All right, yeah. we should we should wrap this up. But what what's your what's your what's your top announcement coming out of this today? What are you most excited about? <sighs> That's hard. That's difficult because there's so many. Uh, um. Let's go top three. All mm-hmm. right. So at number three, probably Ahsoka, because mm-hmm. I want to see that storyline continue. Number two, probably probably Rangers of the New Republic, solely because I want Paul Son Young Lee to live <laughs> the dream. Uh, and, and number one, Rogue Squadron. Yeah, my list is incredibly similar to yours i've got i've got i'd probably say rangers of the new republic at three uh purely because we don't know yet if if paul sunghang lee is going to be in it uh if he is <laughs> clear out that number one spot um yeah. then ahsoka at number two with mm. uh yeah obviously dave filoni is is incredible but every time he touches anything with ahsoka he just goes to another level so I'm assuming that Dave Filoni would be heavily involved in this series, um, and you know we're just going to see some of his best work, which is, you know, that's a hell of a high bar for for yeah. Star Wars. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm really pumped for that. Uh, and then oh, see God, there's so many things. I yeah. mean, Hayden's back. Uh, you I know. know the the I love the the premise of the Leslie Headland series. I yeah. love, um, I love, that, I love the, the cast they've announced for Andor is amazing. Um, see, I didn't even, you could probably tell when we were talking about it. I didn't even clock the, the casting announcement. Like I didn't, I didn't get a chance ah, right. to watch the video, but yeah, it's, that's, that's incredible. Um, so Andor, look for me, and, it's, and, and Taika's movie, like we can't, Taika's movie. That. that's going to be amazing. <laughs> so yeah, look for me, it's Rangers of the New Republic, Ahsoka, and then number one, Rogue Squadron, but mm. all of it sounds incredible there's there's nothing yeah. in here that i won't watch um you know even bad batch even bad batch which i'm now kind of excited for after seeing the the footage um as i yeah. as i probably should have guessed i would be all along um and all looks incredible uh what we you know from what we know about it um just Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stop this and I'm gonna go away and watch that Andor video uh, and and <laughs> and then uh, yeah we'll be back in a couple of days to 
um, to do the uh, the the Mandalorian yeah. recap, and I'm sure we'll maybe Chapter talk about 15. some of this stuff in more detail then as well when we've had time to to process it. Yeah, when when yet more characters turn up in the Mandalorian that are probably going to get spinoffs. Exactly, no um, Boba Fett spinoff. Did that surprise <laughs> you? It it did a little bit, yeah. But um, I've been thinking about this, and I don't know if Boba Fett's going to last beyond the series of the Mandalorian. But we will get into that. Oh, bad. Um, well, you know, we'll get into that as we do the, the breakdown, but. Uh, I, at the end of this series of Mandalorian, see Mando um, inheriting Slave One somehow. Um, that from, makes a lot of sense, but yeah, I don't want to so, hear it. I know, I know you don't want to hear it, but we'll talk about that uh, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in the meantime, guys, you can follow us at, uh, we are at Force Material on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you have a message for us or some theories about what these, what these shows might mm-hmm. be and what might be in these series, uh, and who might be in these series, feel free to drop us a line as well at forcematerial at gmail.com. Tell us which ones you're most excited about as well. Yeah. What's your top exa- three? Exactly, exactly. Um, I'm Ron Williams. I'm Baz McAllister. And you've just taken your first step into a larger world. <laughs>